This is a global original podcast. Hi and welcome to Confessions of a Modern Parent. The podcast where my husband Mark and I discuss the challenges, difficulties, frustrations and ultimately the joys of being parents and step-parents to four wonderful, talented, beautiful daughters aged between 25 and 12. Okay, so we're talking about ambition, and but, but actually it is much more, I think the conversation went much more to pushing ambition on your children. I think that's more of what well, we discussed yeah. in a way, wasn't yeah. it? Well, I was it was interesting. Where we ended up in some quite philosophical mm. places. Mm. About the whole meaning of life. Yeah, the whole meaning of life. I mean, we get there quite, <laughs> I get there usually before 8.30 in the morning. Uh, we got there especially early today. Uh, yeah, the yeah. meaning of life and... The pressures, you know, it's interesting that we've discussed labels, we've discussed failure, and mm. we're discussing ambition, because they all kind of interrelate. Mm. Mm. And as usual, we hear from the teens, which is always interesting. Um, and I was a bit scary. So if this is your first time yeah. uh, listening to Confessions of a Modern Parent, our daughter Maddie, who's 18, contributes every week, and our friend's son Carlitos, who's 17, so we've got the boy-girl thing going on here. So uh, welcome, if this is your first time. So welcome to our podcast, Confessions of a Modern Parent. If this is your first time joining us, um, first of all, we're in our house, so uh, you may hear some odd household sounds. Um and secondly, um, I just thought it'd be good actually to reiterate actually what we do on here. We are not in any way professional. We can't really give any advice because we're just two parents. As we say to our children, we're adult kids just trying to find our way. And I think when we first fell upon the idea of doing Confessions of a Modern Parent, it was because I think what can happen often with teenagers as kids get older is that we can get lonelier as parents because people are more reluctant, friends, family, are more reluctant to share where it might be going wrong or share their darkest fears of where what might be wrong with their kids. I think there's also an enormous pressure just to yeah. always be right. I mean, every yeah. guidebook, everything is about how to get it right. And that's not yeah. to say that we don't talk about... Um, how we'd, how we'd like to try and do things better yeah. or how we've perhaps done things wrong, well, more often wrong than right. Um, but I think this it really is just an opportunity just to confess, really, our yeah. fears, not even necessarily solutions. Mm. Or And it's been quite an odd year because it's been very difficult because, to be honest with you, I'm astonished that we've managed to keep it going because it's quite repetitive, the circumstances Life. we find ourselves mm. in. And they're quite Groundhog Day, and some of the problems are really the same problems that come up, but in more intense uh, ways, or the same problem dressed in a different sort of outfit. Um, so, you know, I mean, obviously things like mental health and all that kind of stuff. So as we start to come out of lockdown and start well, to come out of this crisis... We have found so many times yeah. within lockdown, because we oh, were like, how are we going to do that? Yeah. But actually... I mean, I think I always think of our confessions of a modern parent a bit like what we are. We tend to go to bed, Mark and I, and just go, shit, mm. where have we messed up today? Mm. Oh, my God, what's going to happen with them? Um, so it, we, we almost confess to each other. Every day, no, 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 but we, what I mean by that, yeah, on. but what I mean by that is that virtually everything we talk about at the moment, it's yeah. very hard not to talk about it through the lens of, COVID, mm. and in about, hopefully, fingers crossed, two or three years, this will be a thing in the rearview mirror yeah. that we're thinking, God, isn't well, it amazing? And what we'll be doing is talking about the impact still on our kids of COVID, mm. won't we? That's going to go on for years, for mm. sure. So you for suggested sure. today's topic, which was ambition. 
Yeah, which is, I mean, I suppose in a way, a people have been thrown a bit upside down with this last year mm. um, because whether we like to admit it or not, most parents will have some level of ambition for their kids, will have something mapped out somewhere in their head. Some people do it from the minute of conception, mm. you know. Um, so I thought it would be quite a good... Because I, I can tell that within the conversations with friends, friends that are I would my most ambitious friends and my friends that are most ambitious for their children, the tone is starting to change a bit about the way that right. they talk about ambition in yeah. their kids. They're moving more towards, well, what, what is ambition? My ambition now, because so many people have had to see their children desperately unhappy. Mm. My ambition actually now for my child, and I never thought I would say this, I'm thinking of one particular friend who said this, is for them to just be happy. Right. I really, really can put my hand on my heart and say that. Um, well, I think... I, yeah, I, I think before we kind of get going, though, I think let's let's try and define the term. It's always nice to know what the terms of reference are, and as we always find with these conversations, by and large, they can mean so many different things, can't they? Um, so when you say ambition, what, what are you referring? to? There's the ambition that you can have for your child. Mm. There's the ambition that you you've got for your child in a workplace, a financial place, mm. an emotional place. There's your ambitions for yourself as a parent the kind of parent you want to be and all that kind of stuff. Um, so when you, so when we're talking about ambition, what sort of, what are we meaning? Are we meaning in the sort of materialistic sense? I think, I think all of those things, because yeah. I think they all lead into each other. I think, you know, if I'm honest, when I was first, well, maybe even before I became a mum, when I was thinking about my children, what they would be and what they would achieve and, you know, the status symbol that would be attached to the children, my mm. children, and not even realising that just, absolute ego of that. I mean, what the fuck? How dare I sit and plan and think about what my children are going to be so it can mm. reflect really well on me? So I've, I've adjusted. I've is, that what adjusted. It, is that what it was, though? Do you think that's well, what I it was? Think, or do I, you mean, think... I mean, a part of that is, yeah. yeah. I mean, it kind of feeds into the, the topic that we were discussing last week, which was labels, doesn't it? It's this idea, and again, I mean, it's really this, this idea came out of the labels idea because I do think what's in a label, to go back to that subject, is a lot of what your hope for your child perhaps is or the way in which you kind of more favorably want to define your child because mm. you think it might help them leverage towards success in a particular line of work. I mean, if I think of my, my sense of ambition, and we, always, we often do this, we, we look at it as youngsters, I've always been very fiercely ambitious on a creative front. I've not been ambitious financially. I've not been ambitious... Um, I've been very ambitious professionally, but it's always been tied to a creative component, i.e. I've wanted to make this deep, or I've wanted to make that. Competitive nature. Well, com competitive, competitive, yeah, but not because you can't be competitive in the creative arts. But I mean, competitive, you can. you can, but I'm not. And I think competitive in the sense that competitive with yourself and that you want to realize something or you want to make something. And I've always been ambitious about achieving certain things by a certain age. So, you know, it's part of the idea behind setting up, a, you know, production company, doing that much earlier than anyone else, doing it without the help of a huge multi-corporation um, ambition at university to, to understand stuff. And the byproduct of it was that I got a really good result and all that kind of stuff. Mm. I mean, that can be read as competitive from the outside, but actually the driving force there was an ambition to better my brain and my soul and my heart. Can you be ambitious but without being competitive, though? Not necessarily. Well, I don't you know. I've never met an ambitious person, a person who's 
drive because I think with you you are very ambitious with yourself you're always wanting to better what you mm. did before because I like sharing things I'm a yeah. great team player yeah. I like it's leading not, it's a team it's a negative thing when I yeah. say but but I think that you have you know you have a you have a great brain you have a real hunger for knowledge you have a hunger for experience and you're ambitious for that mm. but I also see that part of the drive for that is your competitive mm. is, is a competitive nature they're all they're all part of the same thing I mm. think I mean when I think of the most ambitious people I know they are definitely the most competitive people I know because it's part of what drives you. Yeah, well, I mean, I, yeah, but I, you're, I mean, I know you, you're, you've done well in your career and what have you, but I, I would say you're not an ambitious person in the same way. For me, ambition isn't just about competition. No, and I think, no, and I think, no, no, and I, and I can think some of the, yeah. Also, it's because you have a thirst. No, but I can see, I I can think of some of the people that you're thinking of, and I can think of many people I've come across in my life who are fiercely ambitious and fiercely competitive. And another word that quickly follows that ambition is ruthless. Um, There's a ruthlessness that can come with ambition, certainly in in the workplace and in career careerist success. Mm. And that's what I mean. It's kind of a given, isn't it, within society? It's amazing. It is. I mean, you can have under that umbrella. There can be a lot of quite negative traits Mm. that are forgiven, much more so with men. I have to say, Mm. because to be an ambitious woman is still something that can be used against. Oh, she's so ambitious. We'd never hear that. We'd never hear it said in the same derogatory way towards a man as you would. So I wonder if it's different when you're bringing up boys to when you're bringing up girls. But I think there's, I think there's also a generational thing. I mean, I had a brief conversation with Maddie in, in the car the other day. I was reading this odd piece. We were doing something on one of our, our uh, platforms. And uh, I was reading this thing about the fact that there, are no, uh, there is a, there, this does relate to what we're talking about. Uh, there's unlikely to be pop stars like David Bowie or Eric Clapton or, you know, um, Bob Marley in the future, that big. They're going to become fewer and fewer and fewer. And it's an interesting article about the fact that what's happening in society and in the creative arts, for example, and, and as a family we're drawn to that, is that more and more people achieve, in inverted commas, success in a much smaller scale and in a, with a niche audience. And it's a more actually self-sustaining success i.e. you keep churning out your music, you have a kind of very small kind of support team that follow you, fans, but they stay with you. And, and, and you're not going for those really high heights of like Queen or George Michael, do you know what I mean? I'm using all those examples, Elton John, what have you. But they were rare then. But even the appetite or the passion for that, the ambition for that sort of one-person Adele-like success, talking to Maddie, is, is different. She said a lot of musicians now and a lot of creatives, obviously they like it if they get a hit, but they might get one hit and all the rest of their stuff just kind of trots along and they make their living from all the other stuff. It's just mm. the enigma is the one hit, mm. but it doesn't hit them, make them hit the stratosphere. And it made me rethink ideas of ambition. Mm. I think things have changed and I think mm. things are changing and I think we're going to talk about it about, with our well, it's kids. It's interesting because a lot of people say, be careful on your journey to where you are heading mm. because you will miss actually that the journey is Absolutely. the best bit. Absolutely. And so maybe there is a bit of a shift yeah. towards what is the ultimate goal. And actually, when you get there, Often it can be it can be quite a hollow feeling. It's really so if true. You, if you bring up a child with just having you know mm. having a, a, a bright shining light to mm. work towards, and and, and there's it, a, there's quite be. a few sort of salutary lessons in this. I mean, I've always you know my biggest ambition has always been to make a feature film or make a couple of feature films in my life. That has been my ambition, and it's hard and it's not easy. And you know, one makes finds one's route there and making short films and all that kind of stuff. So. 
Ambition is key to me. But I always remember reading a really good, I'm sorry to use these kind of like little case studies, but there was an interview with the director of Suicide Squad, who was also the same director of a film called End of Watch, which you've seen with mm. Jake Gyllenhaal. A brilliantly Love gritty, uh, the kind of film, you know, if I'd made it, I'd go to my grave like, fucking hell, I made End of Watch. It's a brilliant film. He found the big next big gig, which he thought he wanted, which is the ascendant, ambitious move. Mm. Started editing Suicide Squad, the, the studio didn't like it. They locked him out of the edit. Yeah. And his career was thrown into a complete quandary. And I, I remember thinking to myself, what's worse? What's worse? Striving for that thing that you still haven't quite yet achieved, as, as I haven't. Um, but you're still ambitious to do it, the hope. But it drives you. Mm. Or having got to the thing that you thought you wanted. And then be kicked back. And then be kicked back. And you know you won't get that moment again because you've had that best moment. Mm. And so I think ambition is a really tricky thing for your kids to sell to your kids. I, I've definitely shifted the way that I speak to the girls over the years. Because yeah. it was, I was quite a driving sort of, yeah. so what do you want to do and how are you going to do it? And you know that you have to be, and now I genuinely, genuinely look at the soul of Maddie, for mm. instance, mm. who wants to be a singer, but I'm pretty damn sure she's never thought, wow, I want to be stratospheric. No. She wants to be singing in little clubs. She wants to move people with her music. She's a poet, yeah. you know. And actually, we should never reach beyond that in yeah. our own minds because it's her life yeah. and it's her journey. But, I mean, one of the things I always remember you saying quite a few years back, which was a really, it's a really good topic, and I'd have thought it's the kind of thing you do on Loose Women. You know, if one of our daughters came up to us and, and, and clearly said, you know what, I don't want to be anything mm. other than working in Wagamama's as a waitress. Mm. That, for me, is fine, because I just want enough money to live in a reasonable mm. flat with a flat share with friends, as they often used to say, above a kebab shop with free Wi-Fi. <laughs> um, you know, and it's interesting. And well, when, when... Yeah, well, it is very interesting. No, 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 I mean, obviously in the I real world. you, when we were younger, and one of my relatives had said... Um, I just want a simple life. I haven't got any ambition. And I remember your absolute horror. The girls were much, much mm. smaller. And your absolute horror at that. that. I'm trying to think who oh, it was. Oh, oh right. Um, your absolute horror at that. You were like, oh, my God. Mm. They've just admitted that they haven't got any ambition. And you were absolutely reeling. And I could see the thought process because you were like, is that even a thing? Mm. Can that even be a thing in a kid? Yeah. What do you do if, if your kid says that. And and I remember being a little bit worried about it, but being more worried about your reaction right. to it and thinking, oh my God, what if our mm. kids are, end up being... It, it's a terrible thing. You can't... Because it's almost like in that moment, we were terrified that this person was going to fail mm. in life. Mm. Though you say oh, I'm not ambitious, I'm not terribly ambitious. But I have a very strong sort of work ethic yeah, drive, yeah, 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 yeah. Keep which I question as well. well I think they, but to, I what, think, yeah. to what end? Yeah. You know, to what end? What, what actually is the meaning mm. of life? Is the meaning of life about, you know, where do we, where do we get our... Completion. Our sense of self. Yeah, completion. When I die, I want to have a sense of self. I want yeah. to know what my... But isn't it the nature of... As a human being, yeah. what human... What, what, what did I do as a human being? Not what did I achieve that other people mm. can go, oh, well done. It's like, yeah. well, it, it, But it goes back to, it's a little bit like recovery, you know, being sober. It's not the destination. 
Mm. You know, you thinking you're going to get to a place on your deathbed of completion and what, you know, not achievement as in ambition or, 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 you know, sort of material achievements, but sort of holistic, spiritual happiness achievement. I mean, a lot of comments that have come through on our social media are about happiness um, and wanting a sort of a completion for your kids. I mean, you know, should we want happiness for our kids? Because that's yes. an entire... Well, no, no, I'm not saying you want them to suffer horrible lives. But what I'm saying is it's such it's a, a false hope. Because you can't... It's like however much you want to remove every obstacle from the path of your children, it's an unreality. It's, it's totally unreal. Right. Of course, because happiness is just moments within a yeah. day, within a lifetime. But I think what people say, what people mean when they say that, is they don't want them to be pulling in the opposite direction from mm. themselves because what of what may have been put upon them. Mm. You know, I mean, there's a but lot of children that grow up, actually. I'll never forget my nephew saying, he said, you've got no idea, Mum, how many kids at university are so unhappy yeah. because they don't actually want to be there. Whoa. They're still living out exactly what their parents want. Yeah. And then I thought, well, then, so if they're at university and they're doing a particular degree and they don't really want to be doing it and they're doing it because of their parents then does that mean they're going to have a job that they don't really... I mean, when does that does. end? Yeah. Of course it does, So when yeah. does that end? So I think I think that's that's the real, that's the real challenge yeah, but, for a parent, isn't it? Where you're encouraging a drive and to follow your passions and your dreams and where you might just be manipulated. Well, I think where people would criticise us for being a bit hippie and un, un, sort of unrules-based and, you know, for example, OK, Kiki, Kiki's going to sort of slip back into the more conventional system for, for, for the foreseeable. But neither of us, we would both agree that we believe the whole... And this is as a, as a, as a you know, qualified up-to-the-hilt kind of academically individual. Um, you know, we don't hold stock in our children being defined by their grades or their qualifications. I just don't. But there is, a, we have a real... It makes people very angry, I'm It makes people really angry, and I don't know why, because we're not asking because you to, we're not asking them not to do that. be any different from anyone else? Yeah, That's but, but it doesn't denigrate you yeah. being able to do what you want. You could, so yeah, you can make the same I'm choices. It's, really, it's seen as a real threat. And I, I've never really understood it because it's a choice that we're making about our kids and I would not but say to... Anyone can make that choice. I don't have a go at someone sending their kid to boarding school, which, if, I, if you want me to be honest, suggests to me, why did you have a child? Mm. That's my personal opinion, but I'm not going to say to you, don't do it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I, I don't understand why it does make people so angry, but, you know, but it, is, it doesn't come easily and it is, it is over a period of time. And I do wonder whether it's just about, you know, a philosophical attitude to life. You get to a point in your life where you've worked hard like we have, where you've, you've burnt the candle at both ends in terms of building businesses and finding some degree of comfort in your life because of all of the hard work that you've done, looking for new, for new challenges and all that. I mean, we, I am naturally inquiring and hungry and hungry. But if I look at our girls... I would say that my older two girls, Izzy and Fleur, they're ferociously ambitious. Mm. I mean, ferociously ambitious. And if I have any worries for both of them, which I do, it's what will happen, as is likely to happen with so many, you know, roots of ambition. What's going to happen if you don't complete that part of your ambition or that part of your ambition? What strategies have you got to cope? Mm. Because... As I know, as you know, as we all know, even the things that come easily to some people and the things that people are most successful at aren't necessarily the things they want to do. And it seems well, odd. Many, I know many um, very ambitious people, very successful people, wealthy people, don't necessarily see them enjoying life that much. No. No, because I think we have a system that is... the system. But the system, as you just, you just said it, is tilted in a fraudulent fashion. It's tilted towards convincing our kids to pursue lines of ambition and inquiry and thought that we, by and large, as parents, perhaps want them to, need them to, and would prefer them to, 
That's not really who they are. They force themselves to fit that mold, as we all do. They then proceed into life doing something that isn't entirely there, what makes their heart sing. Now, lots, I can hear all the people now saying, yeah, but life isn't about doing what you want to do. Life isn't about doing what you want to do. Well, I would pause anyone there and say, where is it written in stone that we've, that accept, we've accepted this that. from yeah. essentially an incredibly uh, hierarchical feudal system of royalty? This is this where we're at now is has filtered all the way down through history, and we just accept it as a norm. But actually, it isn't written somewhere. It's interesting because I remember a couple of years ago now when I was we were having a bit of a conversation. I mean, none of us in this family are very materialistic. We're no, really not. No. I mean, I, I, I never have been. I mean, I like nice holidays and I like a bit of comfort, but I'm no. not driven by having no, a like flash, flash car. Cars, no. I don't want £400 pairs of shoes. I'm not interested in fancy handbags, all that sort of stuff. We're not yeah. materialistic. Um, but, it, but I was still really surprised a couple of years ago when, when, when our eldest said, oh, I couldn't think of anything worse than having a big house. Yeah. I, I don't want a car and I don't want a big house. I want a really small, I want a tiny house. I want a this one. And I remember being a bit taken aback and having to readjust myself mm. and think. And then I thought, God, isn't it funny? Because why do I find that so shocking that she mm. would say that? And why is there a sense of almost, should I be disappointed that mm. she's not driving to have this? I thought, God, of course not. I should be, feel so blessed. Yeah. Because actually meaningless well it goes back what is it it goes back to the same disappointment of if your child says they want to work and this is no disrespect to anyone working in wagon mamas you know but why is that why should one cock an eyebrow at the idea of someone just wanting to be a waitress some of the most happiest times of my life were exactly working it as a waitress honest god and for years even when i was in eastenders and i was doing I, i i always had this absolute breeziness in my heart and it was well, if it all goes tits up, I'll just go back to waitressing because I always loved it. Yeah. I always... I, I, just I mean, I've got another... And I think that, yeah, a little more of that, a little more of just gratitude and being in the moment because actually I think if, if my biggest ambition for my children is to be good people, to have good friendships, mm. good relationships, be, be settled and, and actually she gave us a window into that. You know, when she said, she doesn't necessarily want to be a big star, she wants to sing. Yeah. She doesn't want a massive big house and a flush car, she just yeah. wants a roof she wants to write, And she wants to write songs that touch people, but she doesn't want to touch millions of people, exactly. she wants to touch some. Exactly, but yeah. if you think about us when she was small, mm. we would have been panic-stricken. If well, we and I think a lot of people, but I think like, a lot of people feel, and I, and I think a lot of stress that happens in society and a lot of the issues that we have around social media isn't just social media's fault. No. We are also allowing the ourselves to be hijacked. We are allowing ourselves to be hijacked by narratives, totally fake, out of reach, not even authentic narratives that are happening for the people we think are living these lives. Mm. You know, so there's got to be some some responsibility afforded to us. But another quick analogy I just want to use or a parallel. I remember years ago working on a show, doing a show for a broadcaster, and I worked with a brilliant researcher in BBC Bristol, a girl called Hannah. And she was fantastic. She was a brilliant researcher. And, you know, the way it works in television, you know this, is that you go in as a runner. And if you're on production side, not, not sort of management, you go from a runner to research, junior researcher, researcher, assistant producer, AP, producer, producer, director sometimes and what have you. Sometimes that's kind of the route. 
But it's often assumed that when you go into television as a researcher, it's a, a temporary job to get you to the next yeah. post to increase yeah. money, to increase to the point that some broadcast, some broadcasters and some production companies, we never did this, will just simply stangle over someone. Oh, we'll meet you a director, but they'll pay you even less than they were paying researchers two years ago because it's just a title that they will get put a camera in your hands, it, become a director. Because research is the building box well, of the, the researcher, program. And I remember saying to Hannah, oh, we'll, we'll make you an AP on this. And she said, I don't want to be made an AP. And I remember stopping in my tracks. She said, I said, oh, really? I said, most people want to go up a peg or two. She said, no, research is what I like. I like the responsibility that comes with it. And it's the most important job for me. She said, the fact wow. that the industry is charging off saying, I want to be a director, yeah. I want to be a director. That's why we've got so many shit programs. That's why we've got so many shit programs as well, because there's no value afforded to no. research yeah, and meaningful exactly. research. So, you know, again, that really made me rethink ambition, you know, and I thought that was deeply ambitious in its own way for yes. her because she wanted to become a yes. better and better researcher really rather yeah. than constantly going up this meaningless ladder to a point where you become priced out of the market and you flip off the end. Do you know what I mean? So, so I, I, I do think... It was funny, I had a similar thing. Last year I was working on a cookery show and it was a fantastic home ec... Home ec. Home economist, people yeah. behind the scenes who are making food. And she was talking about going to Italy. She said, I'm going to go to Italy for six months and I'm just going to make pasta every single day. It's wow. Like eight hours a day making pasta. I was like... Oh my God. And I immediately went and said, wow, that would be so fascinating. So you're going to, oh, you know what you should do? You should make a film and you do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I just want to do it. I just want to make pasta. Mm. And I was absolutely like you. I've stopped dead in my tracks. I was looking at it and thought, wow. And you know how often that girl comes into my mind every, well, at least once a month. Wow. That, that conversation with her comes back to me. The mindfulness, she just wants to get into making the pasta. It's like we always say, don't we? We're always torn, you know, we're driving, driving ourselves every day. And we say, well, if only I could just sit and read the papers. If only I could just sit and paint a picture. If only I could just... Mm. Well, what's what's stopping us is this idea that we're constantly driving to reach something. Now, before we record each episode of our podcast, we ask you to get involved on social media. Hashtag Confessions of a Modern Parent. If you want to get in touch on our Instagram, it's at Nadia Sawala and Family. On Twitter, at Nadia Sawala. And if you're a little bit scared of Nadia and you're a little bit worried that she might tell you off, you can always come to lovely, cuddly old me at, at, on Instagram at Mark underscore Adderley. A-double-D-E-R-L-E-Y. I just wanted to read um, this out from Dina Watson, somebody that reached out to us on Instagram, because I, I like what she says. I think she mm. puts it very well. There is a big difference between encouraging ambition in your children and having expectations of your children, mm. although they look very similar. Ambition is important and motivational no matter what it is. Ambition is about encouraging your child to go for their dreams, helping them to piece together the journey to achieve their goals and being there for them when things change and don't quite go to plan. Parents have to make sure that a child's ambition doesn't suddenly become their expectation of them. Yeah. And that, I think, sums up exactly the complexity yeah, I agree. of what we're talking about I agree. from a parent's POV. Because it was interesting, just before we started um, recording this, I was reading um, an article about how to have an ambitious child. 
When you put that in, so many articles come up. Yeah. When you put in the problems of raising ambitious child, just like one does. But, you know, just like right from, and it goes right from dot, from like when they're newborn and how you have to... Sorry, I just got, I literally got hit with a wave as you said that and you said how many search things came up of, of un, un, unbridled depression. <laughs> but no, no, no. But if you think about the system, we wonder why we're all we're all struggling under a mental health crisis. It's like we've lost touch with what it, the essential us is. I think, I think also the, the, this anxiety in there. People want to know that their children are going to be safe financially. No, no, no. I get so why. I get where it comes from. Yeah, safe financially, and then you can look after me as well financially. I think that's what also drives a lot. I mean, I know of... that was the case for my dad as yeah. an immigrant. Yeah. You know, his mum worked incredibly hard, sent him abroad. He was then to work hard to then, you know, yeah. help the family, have the, the financial security, and, and then that goes on and on and on. Um, and so my dad was actually really interesting growing up in that kind of yeah. family because, you know, when you talk to a lot of children of immigrants, there is this almost this, like, this invisible stick that they've put there themselves over their head that they have mm. to they have to almost pay the price of what their parents went through to come. My dad never, never had that. Did that. No. I was brought up from as young as I can remember as my dad, with my dad saying to me, follow your heart, follow your heart, follow your heart. Like he wasn't, if I'd come home with a doctor, you know, with their own um, surgery in Harley Street and, a, and an artist or a writer or a director that was penniless yeah, yeah. but following his heart, my dad would say go with him. I mean, yeah. that's extraordinary. But I would we do- never felt over our heads look for money. He said, no. he always said to us, you will just reduce what you do if you mm. have less money. Just like, I suppose because he spent his early years in a tent, mm. you know, as a Bedouin. He just, he just had this real belief that you go with your, yeah. you know, to go with your heart. I mean, I know lots of people listening to go, that's saying, well, that's a real luxury um, because, you know, you have to put food on the table. And, and, I, and I get that. And I've had some really, really, really worrying financial times in my life. But I I really, I think I can safely say I haven't made too many decisions just for money. Yeah. And I've turned down jobs with huge money mm. because it just, I knew I was going to be unhappy. The one show being an example. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, who would turn down one, when the one show first started to be offered a two-year contract? Mm. I just knew I wasn't going to be happy. Mm. Now, if ambition had been my driving force, I would have done, done it anyway. The change in my life, the direction yeah. of my life, yeah. where would I be now? Completely different. Yeah. Fixed into something that I didn't want to be, dressed in a way I didn't want to be, protect, always feeling insecure and feeling wrong, just feeling wrong. Yeah. My God, I'm like, But you know, when I think back to the ambition, my mother had no ambition. My mother had no ambition. My mother's ambition was to just live life in a sensory fashion, and she did that. Uh, My nan and granddad had very clear ambitions for me. They wanted me to be a doctor. They wanted me to be a surgeon. They wanted me to be a lawyer. Why? Why because, did they have that because generationally, generationally, mm-hmm. they believed that was they, they wanted, and there was class was a huge thing to this very British family, you know. So their hope was that would clamber me out from their sort of lower middle class background. They had aspirations. She was a total hyacinth bouquet, and she would say it herself. Is it? We're not talking about it, you know. And and so they 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 were disappointed. We've talked about this many other guises, but they were disappointed at the idea that you could find any career path whatsoever in the creative arts, whatever they are, whatever they were, you know, they they just found it bizarre. They just found it totally unbelievable. Mm. Um, 
And so, you know, that anyway, anyway, but look, looking at some other comments here from other people on Instagram. Britney Spears documentary that we watched yesterday. Wow, there was ferocious ambition for everyone. Oh, yeah. Have you ever seen anything so... Have you ever seen such a sad story? Well, I mean, the most acute yeah. example There's of no ambition... There's no security with her money, is there? No, the most acute example of ambitious parents, I guess, is the pushy parent, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Ellie Grove says, I'd like my son to be ambitious, not for wealth, but to be the, to be the kindest soul, to be generous. Mm. Um, Tracy, mum of four, I don't pressure our kids at all. As long as they feel they've done their best, that's enough. And I suppose that's the important thing, isn't it? You've got to encourage your children to do their best. Yeah. I think sometimes we fail in... As parents, well, my failure is definitely I don't push enough. Mm. I do tend to let things go. And, ah, okay, if you really don't want to do it, which um, isn't good because nobody else in life will meet them with that. Yeah. Um, naturalist, rem, naturalist remedium. Uh, I was brought up to be ambitious. I tried hard to succeed, but my life is a failure. Oh, you know? God. And this is one of the dangers, I think, is as soon as you start to, to judge your life as a sort of like on a graph of some form. We're all going to feel like failures. Um, Cara Jane, having a big family and being happy is the best ambition. Um, Shop with mother, ambitious to do whatever job she wants to do really well, no matter what the job is. Mm. Um, and I think, again, you're yeah, taking mm. the judgment out of that. I, th- I also do think generationally, it's like, we, you know how there was the sort of the gold rush and there was the oil rush? and the, I think we've kind of had the fame rush. I think post-World War II, up until almost relatively recently, okay, we've got social media. I think we've got a democratizing of fame. I think lots of people can have profiles within their smaller communities, uh, you know, online communities. And I think success and fame, I think you're going to see a lessening of that global ambition, you know, the idea of being a Michael Jackson. Um, Shannon Bellox, yes, as a teenager, school and society puts so much pressure on us. Mm. Um, Bella Rahman, um, I'm a teen, I've always wanted children and a family. I'm a deeply caring person, but I'm currently studying university psychology to become a clinical uh, psychologist. And sometimes I wonder if I should have put my own happiness first rather than what society tells oh, me to be. Oh, wow, isn't that interesting? That's interesting, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, another one here, Mazza, more important to be aware of being kind. Ambitious people can become bullies. That's a goes to you back to your point of fiercely mm. ambitious people. Uh, Lily Clayton, I feel pressured to be ambitious. All I want is to be happy with or without a huge load of money. See, I think that that will. Be, I, I think that's going to be the tone of Maddie's contribution. Yeah. Wouldn't it be weird if Maddie says, "I want to rule the world"? Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, after everything we said. Well, last one before we listen to Maddie, uh, Grace. On also big stigma around not knowing what you want. It's seen as disappointing, oh, and you never that's... enjoy the thing you're in because you're pressured to think about the next thing. Oh, now that's a really good God, comment. Hang on, I love that comment. Can you just go back? I just want to just read that. For also, big stigma around not knowing what you want. Do you yeah. know what I think this caused with my oldest sister? My older sister was like really good at school. She, you know, got, always got really good grades, yeah. really responsible, creative as well. She was a really good swimmer, played the flute. You know, she was, she was, she was, she, she had everything going on, but she never knew what she wanted to do. Mm. Well, she didn't know what she wanted to do at school. And then they were really big on those. What are those people that come around and tell you what jobs? Careers advisors. Careers advisor. You know, they were, they were really big mm. on those these days and they would come quite regularly. And this rising panic in her that she couldn't say. And for many years, she felt so lost because she hadn't known what it was. Mm. I mean, I think actually she was a real performer as a young person. She yeah, yeah, a she's a great performer now. Very good. And I think because 
and she came from a family of performers, but because she didn't, because she was shy, yeah. she couldn't, I think, ever really um, investigate that side of her. And actually, I think that was the pull for her. And actually, looking back on it, probably if that that fire had been fanned a bit, she probably would have gone that way. But that feeling of loss, she would totally identify with you, Grace, yeah. is it? Yeah. Um, and she, she, I think it caused her problems for years, that. Yeah. I think it's okay to say, do you know what? I don't know. I'm still thinking, I'm finding out what my thing is. But the other thing that Grace says there, which I think is really important, is you're pressured to think about the next thing. So you're never yeah. in the moment yeah. enjoying the thing that you've achieved. Yeah. And that goes back to that researcher I was talking about, Hannah. You know, why not be happy with where the status you've got? Why? This could be the best yeah. it could ever get. Yeah. And you're already in it. Yeah. But because we're programmed to think we need to be ambitious yeah. to the next. I mean, I always remember saying years ago. You buy ago, a flat and people start yeah. asking when you're going to buy a house. You buy a yeah, house yeah, yeah. you're going to get a bigger house. Yeah. You've got a car, when you're going to get two cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember years ago, years ago, when we scored a huge commissioning success with Nigel Slater that first. I remember turning to my, my, one of my researchers at the time and saying, we might not make a better programme than this in the entire yeah. life of the company because yeah. things don't always work. Build, yeah. build, one, yeah. two, three, four, five, yeah. success. Sometimes it can be success. Oh, duh, 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 duh. And, you know, yeah, we made loads of other programmes, but nothing had that sort of sheen to it that that had. definition of success? Yeah, exactly. Is it how other people perceive you or is it you feeling in your heart? Yeah, exactly. Well, let's have a listen to Maddie, shall we? She may well completely turn us on our heads. I'm worried now. Here we go. With ambition, I don't think parents should assume that their kids should have ambition and um, expect them to have ambition. I also don't think that parents should expect their kids to have ambition straight away as well. I feel like a lot of people think that people need to kind of be ambitious about something or know what they want to do with their life too early on. Um, and for obviously for some people, they find their thing a lot earlier. But some people are like, you know, halfway through their life and then they're ambitious about something. I feel like if you try and push ambition on someone and you rush them into it, then it's likely to not happen. Ambition comes from something that's going to naturally come to you and something that you're going to just love on your own terms. And if you've got someone kind of shoving ambition down your throat and being like oh, you're 18 by now, you should be ambitious about, so you should have found your thing, then that person's likely to never find their thing because they're just going to force themselves to kind of do things and, um, yeah, and stuff that they're not actually interested in. So I think that, like, obviously ambition is a great thing to have and I would say it's something that, you know, everybody should have ambition about something. But some people aren't ambitious people. Some people are more ambitious than others. And like I said, some people find it earlier than others as well. Um, I don't think it's something that should be pushed on someone. It's just something that happens. And if your child happens to be ambitious about something, then that's pretty cool. But don't make them ambitious about something because then that's not ambition, if that makes sense. Um, I, I think there de there's definitely ambition in this generation. But I think... Older generations don't see the ambition that the way we kind of um, I don't know portray our ambition is very different to how they would. So they kind of see it as just not having any ambitions and not being very like productive. Um, 
And with that said, I think it is really hard for anybody to have any ambitions at the moment with all of this COVID stuff going on and lockdown and motivation as well. And I think if you kind of lack motivation, then you kind of end up lacking ambition as well. I'm quite lucky in the sense that the stuff I'm ambitious about, like music and songwriting, is stuff that, you know, I'm still getting all that stuff out of this lockdown because lockdowns, you know, I have stuff to write about when it comes to COVID, like missing people and everything. So I can still kind of find inspiration and ambition uh, amongst all this chaos. But there's a lot of people that haven't, that are ambitious about stuff that's kind of been put on hold because of lockdown. Um, And I know quite a few friends of mine whose parents are very like, what are you doing with your life? Like, what's your plan? All of this. I've got it from some people being like, you know, what are your plans for later this year when, like, COVID's over and stuff? And (laughs) I just don't think... I I think it's a really bad... I understand why people ask it. Like, I I ask people the same questions because there's not much to talk about when you do talk to people nowadays. But um, I don't think it's a great thing when people are asking especially young people it's like oh so what are your plans like what are you going to be doing and all of this because I'm not even thinking about tomorrow do you know what I mean um yeah I just feel like what parents especially at the moment just basically just need to trust and accept that all of that kind of stuff's been put on hold at the moment because of lockdown so I do think it's harder for young people to find ambition at the moment but I'd say there's definitely ambition in this generation. A lot of it is portrayed through social media and stuff. The, the kind of, yeah, the, you know, they're portrayed on the platforms that I guess older generations don't see much of. And I haven't really got anything to compare it to. I don't I don't know if there was more ambition in the other generations, do you know what I mean? Um, but from obviously from the people I hang out with and the people I know of my age, they're all quite ambitious people and they all, they've all got their heads screwed on and... They're motivated um, when they're when they're on lockdowns, of course. Uh, but yeah, I think ambition is—I don't know. It's uh, in my opinion, it's just something that comes naturally. And if you're a parent and you're kind of what just wanting your kid to be ambitious, and if you're kind of saying that to them, I just don't think that's a great thing to do. And you're likely to be putting it off a bit for them. So don't overcook it, don't over-push it, don't over-stress it. Let it come organically. But that is from the perspective of a child, because she doesn't understand that also you have to fan it a bit. You have to fan it? You have to fan. fan Oh, fan it, I wonder what you're saying. Little fires pop up with the kids, don't they? Well, that's something they're really interested in, like... Kiki with art, Maddie with the sink. Okay, let's let's. But I think your job as a parent, your job as a parent, or what I I would say almost our entire homeschooling journey has been about is doing that fanning by stealth. Because Mm -hmm. you know, if they feel the hand of you trying to steer them too directly towards something, more more often than not, they're going to balk at it, they're going to resist it, they're going to sort of shift at it. It's not going to come. It's not going to feel natural. What you need to do is you need to look at what that child is kind of being drawn to, uh, what makes their heart sing, and then find a way of harnessing it to something. thinking practically now, harnessing it to something that has a sort of practical relevance to -to day-to-day life. I mean, for example, even around her music, she doesn't talk about it much. But, you know, I've been working with her a lot on, on film music that she does, on lyric writing, on her, on, on lots of other elements to what is the same skill set, but thinking about where she can implement that work. So like her and her 
cousin. Uh, you know, the, the idea of them doing library music under another name for something. Do you know what I mean? It's like, how can you find practical mm. applications mm, so for ambitious, you know, because I am a believer that you follow your dreams. You've got one crack at this life. Um, and yeah, I, I can, you know, and, and I think you've got and to I run a test. And I think that's like, like you, like, I remember my dad saying to me, Think of life as the thinnest of yeah. thinnest of thinnest of layers. Feel and pastry and you're layering and you're layering and you're layering. Because you want as a young person and sometimes with with with, with, with parents as well, you want that big bang. Mm. You know, have you reached mm. it yet? And by you by stealth doing that with her. She's planting mm. little seeds. Mm, I hope so. Ambition isn't something, it doesn't, you know, you don't have your success in one big no. plan. And you it's don't... like, what are you planting along the way? And also, you don't necessarily know where ambition will kick off for a exactly. child. So I think you're set, you want to set them off on many very fertile, rich paths. And then to and, encourage any dreams that they and, have. And, like and, and encourage them to be accepting, yeah. and encourage them to be accepting of what opportunities potentially come up within that. I do feel for her, because at the end there, where she's talking about it, when people ask her, what are your plans? That's partly because she is surrounded by loads of kids who are in the system. system. I mean, you know, all of the courses, for example, that she and I have looked at, they are offline because they're all performative courses. You know, you can't learn to act by Zoom. You just can't. You, just you, you can you can do certain monologue work, but, you know, without getting into the technical details. So I feel for her there because there's a whole wealth of kids. And in fact, they're talking about the fact that the number of applications for the performing arts and the arts are diminishing hand over fist at the moment because there's an assumption and a feeling that 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 whole sector is yeah, going to be massively yeah. dented. So, you know, it, it, I feel for her there because she's both, that's the consequence of having gone a different route through education and also going through for a very, very difficult, different sort of career path. Um, but let's have a listen to Carlitos because they, they're often quite contrasting, aren't they, in attitude? Ambition does help us understand and set an aim in life. And it does drive us to do better. Um, but it's, I think it's all about having a balance. Um, I know that ambitious people are usually quote-unquote goal-orientated and um, they, ha they are moving, you know, from one accomplishment to the next. Um, I, I just I think it's all about having a healthy balance. I do consider myself ambitious, but I'd say it's a healthy balance. Um, I think everyone is somewhat ambitious. It's it's you because know, you know it's when you have this desire, this need almost to succeed in life, and I do think that everyone wants to do well in life one way or another. And you know we all want to achieve our goals, whatever they may be, and in doing so, you're committing yourself to almost a journey in order to achieve your goals. Um, and I think it is important to find a healthy middle ground. Having goals, interests and desires is fine, but I think stepping on other people or, or, or like tearing other people down in order to make yourself higher um, is not all right. And also, I think if you have no ambition whatsoever, I think you are ultimately failing to reach your full potential and you're missing out on an opportunity i think uh, so i think there's it's it's good to have just a little bit so i would say that i'm ambitious i, I mean i would like to achieve my goals 
and ultimately, you know, be happy in life. But, like I said, there is a balance and a line to be drawn. You know, I don't think it's healthy to become too ambitious and overly obsessed with achieving your goals because then instead of wanting to achieve your goals, it then becomes all about beating other people and you become hard on yourself and when you fail, which does happen along the road, I think everyone makes mistakes, um, it, it, you're, you're just a lot harder on yourself. So I think that's why it's important to understand that it is okay to make mistakes and, and that we learn from them. And I don't, I don't necessarily feel a pressure to be ambitious. I think it's just everyone's on an individual journey and we all take it at a different pace. Um, I, w I mean, I would like to achieve my goals, but some of the words associated with ambition don't really apply to me. Um, like power and fame and wealth. I don't really seek these kind of things, you know. I'm, I'm more... I, I like to achieve my, my own goals at my own pace and just be happy. And I think I can say the same for my parents too. I don't think they're driven for money or, or, or fame or power or anything like that. They just want to be happy. And I think that has had an influence on me too. I think that's rubbed off on me too. Um, because my aspiration in life would be to be happy. Well, there you go. Ambition, personal ambition versus societal ambition. I mean, I think that's the major distinction that's coming through there. I think, you know, I'm comfortable with your ambition, as Carlito said there, being whatever it is, it is for you. Mm. And I think it should be individual. Mm. I mean, yes, of course, we all have goals. You can argue about whether having got, I mean, I think goals is what gets you up in the morning, isn't it? Having some kind of destination yeah. and some yeah. kind of point to what you're doing. Um, but I think, you know, the idea of, I think where things become really troubled for all of us as a society is the compare and contrast culture, which is a necessary part of us all living together in such an enormous population, all seeing each other doing these things. I mean, you know, we were never designed as creatures to be living in this size of community. We just weren't. You know, and there are there are certain sort of sacrifices and, 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 and issues that, that come up with that. And I think, you know, within this choppy, unfair, tilted world where the, the playing field isn't equal, you know, and that's where I think thwarted ambition or the, the idea of thwarted ambition is so difficult. And, you know, it's very difficult for people to kind of square, you know, what the, the amount of effort and endeavour they've put in. I mean, I've been there, you've been there so many times when you've put all that good work in, you've achieved all the things right, and you haven't got the payback or the, you haven't got the, not reward, even financial, but the recognition. You haven't, it hasn't come back to you in the way, and you see someone less deserving of it, and they get it. There's nothing more difficult, but not, that's not going to change. That is life. That's life. Which is why I think you have to turn ambition inwards, and you have to look for personal goals. I always use the analogy of running. You know, I don't run in a race to win the race when I do these sort of 5Ks or 10Ks. I run in a race to improve upon my last run. And I think there's something quite philosophical in that to kind of hold on to because I think that's all you, could, you should really do for yourself. Strive for excellence, not perfection. Yeah, absolutely. There you go, guys. Well, I think we've been quite ambitious there. That was mm. quite long.